0: this is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Genesis 14, verses 18 through 20, then Melchizedek, if you're from Oklahoma, you say Melchizedek. That's not how you say it. Or Louisiana, Bernie. How would a Cajun say that? (laughs) <laughs> then Melchizedek, king of Salem, Salem, king of peace, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the Most High God, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram, of God Most High. Hmm the possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he, Abram, gave Melchizedek a tithe of all. Do you see how our offering and worship is all intertwined in the covenant meal even, even in the scriptures? I have good news for you that you too have been delivered of your enemies. I said you too have been delivered of your enemies. And this meal, listen, this meal unlocks the power of a better covenant than Abraham had. As my father-in-law said uh, the week after Jesus 20 at Calvary when we met there on Sunday night, began to teach on communion and talked about every covenant requiring a meal. God made a covenant at Sinai and he met with the elders of Israel. Can you believe that they actually ate with God? Of course, they had to if God would cut covenant. Abraham ate with the Lord. Throughout the scriptures, we find meals and covenants working together. Now, let me talk about this covenant that we have with Jesus. How good is it? Well... Can I read you a scripture? I'm going to do it anyways. Because it's going to bless me. (laughs) When you hear this, you might slap the visitor. Our church, if I wrote a church growth manual, it'd be awesome. I'm not sure how great it would work, but it'd be entertaining. (laughs) Ooh, this is powerful. Isaiah writes... Listen to this. I want to get the right version so that it can hit hard. Isaiah 42, verse 6. I, the Lord, have called thee, the Messiah, in righteousness. Listen, listen. And will hold thine hand and will keep thee, listen, and give thee or give you as a covenant to the people. Some of you, you didn't get it. If you got it, you would have gone crazy. Listen, listen. Most people think a covenant is just some written agreement. Some empty contract based on principle. But the glory of the new covenant is this, that the Father tells His own Son, I'm giving you away as the covenant. Okay, how good is the covenant? Well, let me, let me answer that by a, with a question. How good is Jesus? Wow. What does the covenant include? What does Jesus include? What can the covenant unlock? What can Jesus do? Is there anything too hard for me? Is my hand short that it cannot save? The new covenant is called the better covenant because he himself is the covenant. So, Don't for a minute think that you're just coming to a little church exercise here. You are coming to the table. I'm sorry. I'm not. But I can't just. When you read Psalm 23 Yea, though I walk for the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table. A table. Before me, in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Well, there's one who walked through the valley of the shadow of death by himself and conquered it without anyone raising him from the dead other than his father. His name is Jesus. I'm not saying that Psalm 23 isn't for us. I am saying, however, that it is for us because we are in Christ. I know a Savior who literally sat at a table at the Last Supper, who was surrounded by a city of enemies and somebody who betrayed him within his inner circle, yet he still chose to feast in the presence of his enemies. This is powerful. This precious meal, the body and blood of Jesus, unlocks the power of the unlimited new covenant Now, every covenant or every agreement must be sealed. Must be sealed. Jesus is the living word. In those days, they would write out a a contract or an agreement on paper. And let's say I sent a a scroll to Bernie or to Ryan. And uh, I wanted them to read it. Well, when they received it, there was one way to know how valuable the scroll was and who sent it by the seal. You looked at the seal, it would be stamped like a circular piece of wax and it would have initials on it. If it came from Caesar, you read it. If it came from your mother-in-law, you just kind of like... Psh. So the value, the value, the value depends on who sent it and what's on the seal. The Bible says... We have received the seal of the new covenant. The Holy Spirit himself. As a down payment of eternal life. Jesus is the covenant. It is the Father's idea. And the Holy Spirit has sealed the covenant. How valuable is the covenant? How valuable is the seal? I hope you're trembling over the elements right now. Not, not because you're afraid or full of shame, but that you're blown away by what you're holding in your hands. I want you to come to the table in faith tonight. I want you to come to the table with the conviction that no sickness is powerful enough to intimidate our living covenant, Jesus himself. No sickness. No mental bondage, no anxiety, no division, no nothing, no uh, night terrors, no insomnia, That nothing, nothing, nothing is powerful enough to withstand the power of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says of the Israelites that after they ate the Passover, they left Egypt, listen, with none feeble among them. None feeble. Doesn't say there were none sick. Of course, it includes that. It says there wasn't even a tired 90 year old. If you're 90, I love you. <laughs> Think of the power of the Passover meal. How many people walked out of Egypt that night? Three million. You go, yeah, that's cool. I, I, yeah, three million. That is the same amount of people, I said this last week, from Disney to Sanford and from Oviedo to Winter Garden. Draw a big circle around the 417 all the way up to 429. That is the amount of people that live in the Metroplex and that's how many people walked out, not only healed, but filled with the energy of God because they ate of the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh man. They left while they were still chewing. Literally. There's such power, such power that the the Egyptians said, just take our money and go. Oh, there's something that happens when you walk in the presence of God. Your captors beg you to get out of their presence. I'm telling you. God is restoring the beauty of baptism and the beauty of anointing with oil and the beauty of coming to the table. Every cyst leaves tonight in Jesus' name. Are you with me? Every arthritis goes tonight in Jesus' name. Unforgiveness goes tonight. If you've got an issue before you take this meal, so holy is this meal... I want you to at least text the person that you have an issue with and make it right right now. You don't have to work through it. I'm not talking about going to counseling right now. I'm just saying, say, I'm sorry, I love you. Or, I forgive you. Do it right now. For those of you watching in your homes, you might be sitting next to your spouse or your child, or you might be estranged from family. Text them right now. Unity is more important than being right. And division is always wrong. This is a holy time. It's a holy time. And we will again sit at the table in glory. Revelation 19, 6, 8. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude... As the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord our God omnipotent reigns, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife, say, that's me, has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, the righteousness of Jesus, clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints tonight we come to the heavenly table I have to imagine this amazes angels that the Lord would become so one with us that we would partake of his body and blood Father in Jesus name come upon us now Holy Spirit we ask you now to forgive our sin wash us, cleanse us bless these elements as we receive let's take out the bread please lift it high, lift it high as we declare as we declare to heaven as we declare to every prince and principality and throne that Christ has been lifted higher that he died, his body was broken so that we would be healed Precious Lord Jesus, thank you for the cross. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for every wound. Thank you, Jesus, for your beard that was plucked and your hands and feet that were pierced, your side pierced so we would find our way into your heart so the church would be birthed. We break the bread now together as one because you were broken. And as we receive this broken bread, I ask you to heal Broken bodies and minds and relationships. Heal our brokenness. In Jesus' name, receive the very bread of life. Amen. Receive. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. His power is flowing. His power is flowing. Thank you for your body that was beaten and bruised and pierced. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Sickness is leaving now. All over, everyone under the sound of my voice, Jesus wants to heal you. Lift the cup. Jesus, you said this is the cup of the new covenant in your blood. That it was shed for the remission of our sin. We collectively come tonight admitting that we sin. And we ask you to forgive our sin. Ask him in your own way. Ask him. Lord, forgive our sin. Wash us and cleanse us. Protect us with the blood. As your word says, is there not a hedge around them? I plead the blood right now over Every single person and family that can hear my voice, I plead the blood over you. I plead the blood over your mind. I plead the blood over your bodies. I plead the blood of Jesus over everything you do and touch, over everything you are. Father, I plead the blood. Receive tonight the cup of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just sit right there. Just sit right there when you're done receiving. Close your eyes. Give your affection to Jesus now. I, uh, I'm going to sit here for a moment. And I want you to sit there in the presence of God. I want to talk to you. Maybe I'll stop talking. I don't know. But we need Jesus. Listen to me. Look, if you feel the fire of God come on you, I don't want you to resist a thing tonight. If you feel the joy of the Lord come on you, I don't want you to resist a thing. If you feel like tears are streaming, let them stream. If you feel like He's touching you in the depths of your soul and He's buckling you over in deep intercession, Give the Lord, just if he touches you with his pinky, say, give me your hand. Don't resist. Just yield, 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 yield. The Lord, and while I'm speaking, I'm telling you the Lord's going to start moving and touching some of you. The Lord, I just spoke to my friend Michael Miller on the way here, who obviously pastors up a room, and we were talking, and and I, and I said, pray, pray for us. And we do that a lot with one another. And we began to pray. He began to pray, and I began to agree with him that God would give us his burden. That God would, that Jesus, who is filled with burdens for people and burdens for nations, and a burden for America and a burden for the nations, that he would look to his bride and share his burden with her. Because I've got news for you, he's not doing that with an angel. He shares this with his bride. And there is this measure of burden in his heart that he's wanting to give to us. A fresh burden for the nations. A fresh burden for his presence. A fresh burden for purity. We need the burden of the Lord. Not what, not, not our ideas. We need the Lord himself. To share his feelings with us because we are married to him. And this is what I want. More than gifting, I'm grateful for all the miracles. Don't get me wrong. Jesus gave his back to buy them. He was tied to a whipping post to give them. Don't get me wrong. But more than the amount of people that are getting saved. And more than the miracles. And more than growth. Whatever that even means. I want him to come and live with us. I want His heart. I want Jesus' burden. Do you know all of Israel right now is praying for the Messiah to come? The whole nation right now in this season, tonight, February 21st, they are praying for the great Messiah to come. I want God to give us His heart for Israel. Miller and I were talking on the way here about this same thing. As my father-in-law used to teach us in the life of Joseph and being a type and shadow of Jesus, that that his brothers did not recognize him on their first visit, but on their their second. And Israel will recognize their Savior on his second visit. May the Lord awaken our hearts. May we have the heart of Jesus. I want... our hearts to break when it breaks. I want us to laugh when he's laughing. I want to sob when he's sobbing. I want the Lord. I want the Lord. Everything else, nothing is even appealing to me. I'd rather have five people here in a room who are after the Jesus that is apprehending us And to have a room full of people who've been there and done that. I pray that the fire of God melts that been there done that mentality out of this house forever. I pray he sears and fries that prideful thought process. That God comes into a room to entertain us and that the preacher exists to make me happy. No, no. I want God's heart. I want this place. To have a reputation in glory. Those people are hungry. Those people love me. Those people sing to me. And they preach about me. And they preach from me. And they preach for me. And they live for me. And they would die for me. A people who've discovered Him to be all in all. That's what I want here. It may not matter that I'm telling you what I want but I feel like God is listening right now. I just need agreement. I need, I, this is what God needs. Someone here to become a lightning rod for glory. Someone here who can become that lightning rod. Who will not give God rest until he breaks in with his tangible presence and fills the people. I have been aware so many nights as I have walked in tired, I have walked in wondering what I am to do, wondering what God wants, and dozens of nights the Lord says I just need you right there to worship me. I just need you to do your job, which is not to be a preacher. Your ultimate job is to worship me. And if you will worship me I will touch the whole room. If you will worship me I will touch people watching around the world. I'm telling you, I had this thought of of people literally offering their lives until it becomes catalytic in nature, a very lightning rod would come, attract the very power and presence of the Lord. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. You know if we can't give him the clock, how, how is he going to entrust us with the nations? If we can't give him the clock, how is he going to entrust us with his own feelings and glory? Look, there is more. There is more. And if I can't have the more, I'm not sure I want to do this. I want, I want the Lord. I want the Lord. I'm not out crying out for greater prophetic gifting and more specific words of knowledge. Jesus, I want you to hear the cry of our hearts. We want nothing shy of you. Of you. We want you. We want you to walk into our bedrooms. We want you to fill our homes. We want you to live here. We want you to give us the songs. Hallelujah. May the people forget us when we show up because Jesus has been so real. People ask, when did the preacher leave? It'd be wonderful if the crowd said, I have no idea. Jesus was in the room. I have no idea. I was looking at Jesus the whole time. I don't know when the preacher, what did the preacher say? He said Jesus. What else did he say? I don't know. It just all sounded like he said one thing. Jesus. May he become the craving of our heart. This is the bridal pull. This is what it's all about. Do you think for a moment that we're going to show up with our great trophies and accomplishments and tell the Lord, look at all I've done. It's laughable. I want Jesus to come our way when he needs to talk about something. When he needs to share his feelings about a little village that didn't receive a missionary. And because of that, that village doesn't receive the word of life. And when Jesus is grieving in his soul, I want him to come knock on our door and say, I need a bride to talk to. Mm. May it be so, Lord. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, in Jesus' name, pour out your heart. Share your burdens with us. Share your burdens with us. Come, 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 Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Share your burdens with us. Share your burdens, Lord. Share them with your students. Share them with the students. Oh, Father, raise up a bridal company here. Do it in Jesus' name. Do it in Dom. Do it in John. Do it in Janae. Do it in Amy. Do it in Aaron. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. You do it for Cam and Joel and Joel and Jose and the whole crew, Lord. Fill them, fill them, fill them, fill them, fill them with Emma. And do it with us all. Jesus, you got to do it in us. Do it in us. It's only—it's the, the work of the Spirit. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. It is not by might. Lord, we burn our ideas. We burn initiative. We refuse to initiate what you have in birthed. How dare we raise up an idol and call it your work. Birth it, sustain it, give it vision, and finish it so that we have no crown but a crown that we gladly throw at your feet one day. Casting down their golden crowns. Holy, 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 holy. I want you to hear me just for a couple more minutes. There is a place of offering so deep. There is a place of gripping so deep. I've experienced it three or four times in my life. You think you've given all to Jesus? Only to discover there are miles and miles and miles of depth you've never given over. And you don't know until he comes. You see, Jesus is the diagnosis and, and the cure. You don't even know what's wrong until he comes in. And you offer him a miss. Take this, take this, and all he's saying is, I don't want that, I want that. And you don't know what to give him until he touches it. You don't even know what to do unless he tells you. And So we offer him Ishmael's, beg him our whole life, saying, please turn it into Isaac. He can't do it. He doesn't know how. If he doesn't birth it, he won't breathe into it. He's the God of the living. He breathed into Adam because he made Adam. Adam was his. He lay lifeless in his hand. Because the Lord refuses to kiss a moving target. All of our activity keeps him from kissing us. There's a place so deep if he gets in there. I'm telling you. I don't even have words to describe it. It's like his mighty hand goes all the way in. And let's say you've given him about five feet of depth for comparison's sake. You don't even know there's 20. And his hand isn't too short, so he'll just extend it and extend it it until you say stop. Because he's a gentleman, a husband. He doesn't take advantage of the bride. She has to say yes. You may not even know what I'm talking about, that's fine. Just ask Him to show you. Say, Lord, I don't know what He's saying, but I want to. I want to. I've been asked to write this article for a publication about how to walk in the fire of the Spirit all the time. I began writing it, trembling in my insides because I don't walk in the fire of the Spirit all the time. How can I write an article about something I have not attained? So I began typing with the fear of God on me, realizing that the Holy Spirit is much more than volume. If that's the fire, all you have to do is scream to be anointed. No, no. And fire is not fervor. I'm not talking about sweaty excitement. I am talking about the God of the universe mingling with us. He who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. If you're wondering, where is this church going? That's where it's going. I'd rather shut the doors than not go that way. That's where we're going. There's no other reason to have a people called the church if you don't live in the cloud. What is the point? To change the world. Good luck. Try changing the world on your own. You can't even change Pickwick, 7-Eleven. You can't change a target on your own. It is not by might. It's not by power. Oh, there's a surrender. That's why Catherine used to say, I died a thousand deaths. A thousand deaths every time I took the platform. When I started, I used to say, what is she talking about? I love the platform. That was part of the problem. Part of the problem. If you love people looking at you, that's not Jesus. That's Satan. That's what that is. It is satanic in origin. I will be like the Most High. I will ascend to the hill of the north. I will establish my throne. I will be like God. And here comes a little man named Paul. His language is much different. And Paul says, I have counted everything lost." that I might gain Christ. Oh, it's different language. It's different language. Somebody's got to get on the altar. Somebody's got to put their heart on the wood so that true fire can fall. Part of the challenge in writing that article is that I realize most of the church doesn't even know what the fire of God is. Is it extended meetings? Is it limited to that? Is it limited to big crowds? And is it What is the fire of God? Is it limited to what we call revival? We don't even know what revival is. Revival is nothing more than Jesus in a people, living with a people, awakening them to him. Period. And I began to type that, and I said that in this article. I have not yet attained this. And then I wrote this. And I know and have known many of the great champions of the faith. And in all honesty, I don't know anyone who has attained what I'm talking about. Constant union with Jesus. Paul wrote, I pray unceasingly. I pray for you always. Do you know anyone who's attained that? Oh, we're asking for something that the angels gaze into with fear and trembling. But I still want Jesus. I at least want to try to live in his glory. I'm going to end here. The anointing, listen carefully. The anointing is a gift from God, and it is wonderful, and it will open up doors, and it will set people free from devils, and they will get healed and saved. But there's a more glorious place. The anointing is the place where we partner with the Holy Spirit, He takes one step, we take the next. He takes one step, we take the next. We flow in that wonderful river. If you steward the anointing well enough and long enough, all of a sudden he says, now I'm taking the field. I'm not talking about partnership now. I'm talking about being canceled so Jesus can be all in all. I'm talking about our countenance shifting, our eyes shifting our lives being a testimony because God has possessed us I don't know if this makes sense to you maybe 10, 15, 20 of you are grabbing this if you go get with Jesus you won't be sorry you won't be sorry Father do it here close your eyes Do it in us. Do it in me. Lord, I feel like I don't even know what I'm asking for. It's so deep and wide. Do it in me. Say that. You know, a church is made of people. You have to ask the Lord to do it in you. It's easy to say, do it in us. But we have to say, Lord, do it in me. Do it in me. Say it. Do it in me. In Jesus' name. Amen. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever.